Welcome to Money, Mindset, and Love with your host, Thomas DeShooter. As our title implies, this program is about so much more than money. We'll focus on the game of life and the best way to play it with empowerment, love, and financial freedom. Now, here's your host, Thomas DeShooter. That must be a cue for me to jump in. Good morning, everybody. It's 8 a.m. on the West Coast. I am coming to you live from an island in the Pacific Ocean. That sounds cool to say, an island in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, you are on Money, Mindset, and Love. We are on the Voice America Influencers Channel. A couple of things this morning. I was up, uh, I was up really early this morning, um, 4.30, which for me is pretty normal, although um, for others they think I'm a bit crazy. But I was up early and I went for a run and it was a beautiful uh, clear sky and I got like stopped in my tracks. I broke through some clearing in the bush and there was just this brightness coming from the sky and it looked like uh, a star like had come down out of the uh, atmosphere on like almost going to hit the planet. I'm serious. It was that big. So when I finished my run, I I got home and I, I pulled out my little stargazer app on the iPhone. Aren't apps awesome when you can like pull out apps that just tell you stuff? And I pointed it up and it was Venus, the planet Venus. And it was amazingly big and bright this morning that um, my wife Leslie joined me outside to have a look at it. And we were just in awe for a couple minutes, just looking at this brightness in the sky. And it was, it's, you know, I've been around a while. I think it was, that was actually the biggest version of Venus I have ever seen. And so uh, I encourage anybody out there listening, tomorrow morning, if you have a clear sky, get up early and go uh, take a look outside a little bit uh, southeast, uh, at least from where I am. And uh, I'm sure Venus will be out tomorrow and you will be stunned at its size and beauty. Uh, Today's show, we've got a great guest that I'll be introducing shortly. And I came across uh, Shaley Edwards really by accident, although I'm not sure there are really any accidents out there. Uh, but I stumbled across her on Instagram and I started to, um, to follow her and just kind of pay attention to what she was bringing to the world, the light that she was sharing. And I also went back over her journaling that she had done on Instagram. And I was, first of all, the message was fantastic. And, uh, and I really enjoyed listening to her. But what I was really first blown away by was she had Uh, put together these one minute videos, 10 in a row that would be on the same theme. And, you know, you would finish one and you'd slide, slide the screen over to the next one. And she would just continue on with her conversation. And I hadn't seen anybody really do that before. So that was the first thing I was like, wow, I got to figure out how to do that. That's really cool. Because if I want to share stuff on Instagram, that's longer than one minute, I need to, you know, I might need to know how to do this a little better. But, but then I got wrapped up in in what she was talking about. And, you know, I myself am a, uh, a bit of a, a personal development junkie. And so anything that I can start latching onto that I think is going to elevate my life, then uh, chances are I'm going to dive in both feet. So with that in mind, just before I bring her on, I want to share a quick story. So I had read uh, this book for anybody that's out on um, Facebook with us live, uh, The Power of Habit, which is uh, Charles Duhigg. I don't know if I pronounced that last name right, but uh, he talks in there about keystone habits. So I'm going to share a quick little snippet um, from my own life experience around keystone habits. So it was 
uh, it was something like 800 and something days ago that I had this idea that if I could, you know, what I wanted to do, here was my, here was my goal that I wanted to achieve. I wanted to be at age 85, be able to do 40 push-ups. I thought if I could at age 85 do 40 push-ups, that would be great, like without any challenge. So then I thought, well, why don't I just start now? Why don't I just start doing them now every day? And that way, when I get to 85, I'll, it'll just be part of my regular routine, right? So today was day 810 in a row of doing these 40 push-ups when I roll out of bed in the morning. So that's the first thing I do is I, I have this little drill sergeant in my head that says, give me 40, right? And then I, I do the 40. Sometimes it's 50, sometimes it's 52, but mostly it's between 40 and 45. But getting back to the power of habit, what that did is it, it actually uh, began a chain reaction that I didn't expect. And so here's how that looked is that I noticed after a, about six weeks of doing this, that, you know, I'd look in the mirror and I was like, hey, I'm starting to you know, look like I did when I was a kid again. Like when I was a teenager, I'm, arms are looking good. The chest is looking good. And then my amazing queen wife of mine would look at me one day after that and was like, hey, what's going on? You're looking kind of hot these days. And I was like, wow, this push-up thing is really working. This is amazing. But what it triggered for me was the idea of, well, what else can I do? Because if this is working, this one little simple shift, I mean, really, it takes me a minute to do 40 push-ups. And so that one minute every day created a shift in my life that then triggered something like, hey, what if I ate a little better? What if I concentrated on what I ate more often? And what if I did a little more exercise? Like instead of just walking the dog, what if I started to throw in some trail running every once in a while? And so since that time, I have now broken myself into routines of running on a regular basis with my dog on trail runs like this morning, concentrating on what, I, what I'm eating. And, and by example, uh, earlier this year, at the start of the year, I gave up wheat. I noticed a change in my life. I let wheat get back into my life again. And then in the middle of October, I cut wheat again and I've lost eight pounds just from that shift, just from eliminating wheat from my diet. And so it's not, you know, it's not coming about New Year's and saying, hey, I'm going to make this massive change in my life and go to the gym every day for the next, you know, five months and sign up for that. It's about these little tiny shifts where we just steer the rudder a little bit to the right or left and start walking a different path. And those are the things that over time, in my mind, create the biggest changes in our life. And so with that in mind, setting up habits... I am going to bring on board our amazing guest this morning, the creator of the Habit Book, uh, and here, here's her bio. Shaylee Edwards helps people transform from the inside out. Using a unique methodology and data-driven structure, clients are led to see old things in new ways. This gives them the freedom to make new choices that better align with their true objectives and dreams. New consistent habits, new results. After three years in consulting, Shaley started coaching physical transformations to find that real, sustainable change is actually top-down. For the last four years, she's coached incredible individuals to new levels of self-mastery, health, and joy. Recently, she's opened to applying what she's learned with individuals to organizations that want to enhance their culture or better connect with their customers. Her habit book now also offers products grounded in the same knowledge for people to use on their own 
without coaching, please welcome my friend and coach. Yes, I do work with Shaley, uh, Shaley Edwards. Shaley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Thomas. I'm so excited to be here. What an honor. Um, I've seen your lineup so far, so to follow those has been really incredible. And I have so much respect for you and the work that you do and the energy and message you bring forth. So really, the pleasure is mine. I'm super excited to be here. Hmm. Thank you. Um, so, hey, uh, you, you kind of heard how we met. I gave my little, my little version of that and, uh, and a little preface into habits. Why don't we dive right in? Because I've never talked to you about this stuff, actually. We've, just, we've done some coaching together, and it's mostly really been focused on me and, and what I've got going on in my life. But how did this come to be for you? Like, how, I'm so curious about all of the work that I see you've done on Google with the spreadsheets and et cetera. Like, where does this all come from, do you think? Yeah, thank you. Um, well, it's interesting. I think everybody finds that at any given point, they're a synthesis of ever, everything that's come prior. So like you mentioned, I started in consulting and then I went into fitness and around that time, I started getting a little bit more organized in my own self-development. So, okay, I have these notebooks. Oh, this won't work for radio, but um, they're incredible. Miracle Bind, absolutely love. Um, and I started to track daily these different things that I noticed had an impact on my overall, overall well-being, which really stems from mindset. So what was I reading? What was I... Uh, how was I exercising? What was I eating? Who was I talking to? And I started to track these different metric points for myself. Um, like, you know, most normal people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I would be furiously journaling on the floor in the gym. <laughs> Nobody had any idea what I was doing. <laughs> um, but when I was working with my personal training clients, I noticed that support between sessions was really helpful in helping them get the, tra- the change that they wanted. Um, It's great to exercise, but there's a lot to body transformation. So I started to make a version of the habit book that they could use to track those things. Um, I started by passing out notebooks. Nobody else was that excited to use them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then leveraging the consulting background, I was like, ooh, spreadsheets. And if you haven't used Google Sheets, it's an incredible product. All of these collaborative functions. So... Uh, I started to roll it out um, and work with my personal training clients, measuring things about what they were eating, how they were sleeping, what they were focused on. And I had a personal uh, training client outside of the gym I was working at, and we had a lot of success managing these other personal initiatives. And when she moved to New York, I asked if she wanted to continue working together in, in that format. And the amount that Have a Book Managed physical components started to narrow and the mental emotional personal initiative started to expand Hmm. and it's evolved with me and and now it's this yeah um what do you think uh so there's some other things here but uh, what just came to me now is like what is what is your capacity do you think to to manage uh, working with people because the the habit book is you know there's a there's a lot of data driven there and Mm -hmm. i've noticed this what I've, what, I've, what I've enjoyed is a shift away from, you know, a lot of data once we set sort of a template, right? Then mm-hmm. we kind of shifted into some other conversations. But what do you think your, your capacity is um, in terms of working with people? And how many people I can coach? Yeah. Uh, probably around 20 to 30. 
and right. and do the job that I want to do. Yeah, great. And then now you feel like you can you can pretty much do that from anywhere, right? Yeah, I made the switch to doing it full time virtually in September. Awesome. Uh, some of the things you touched on there was reading, uh, journaling, which makes me think, okay, what sort of routines does Shaylee have in her life? What does a morning look like? Because I know I have set routines for my morning, but what does a morning look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I wake up and try to initially anchor into my body. So feel my body, try to feel uh, gratitude. So there are thoughts and there are feelings. So if I can't generate the feeling of gratitude um, within, then I'll leverage some thoughts, think of things that um, I appreciate or I'm excited for. And uh, from there, I'll stop at, my, stop at my computer, enter in my own habit book, address any client uh, details, and then I'll head to the gym and do journaling, reading, stretching, movement, and then the day starts. <laughs> And then the day starts. Yeah. And so when, you, so when you make that distinction of when the day starts, uh, is that a, like that's a clear separation for you from what you do to, to win the first part of your day and then the shift into uh, working with clients or the exterior? Is that, is that more what that sounds like? Yeah, that's what I found to be most effective. I'm an experimenter by nature, so I've experimented with that line being non-existent, with it being fluid, and what works best is it, it being very hard. Right, right. So there's the Shaley time in the morning to get you centered, to get you focused on, on your needs and, and what drives you, and then you can then give that gift to the world. Yeah. Wow. Um, the... One minute increment, the, like the little thing on Instagram that I talked about, mm -hmm. where you would do these 10 series of videos in a row. How did, where did you get that from? Like, did you just think that up or did you see somebody else do it? Honestly, if I stay out of my way, I do really weird things that eventually look like they make sense. <laughs> I wish there was thought behind it, but really I just showed up and did it. <laughs> And, uh, and now you had how many days in a row did you, was it days in a row or was how many journals of those did you do? I was doing daily for probably 260 ish days. And yeah. Um, and, and it shifted in over time what I was delivering. Um, and then I went a little bit more sporadic, more sporadic, and now it's maybe monthly. Okay. And is that, is that all just on Instagram or are you, are you sharing out to other um, uh, social media sites? I have a YouTube channel and I've experimented with putting it on there, but the Instagram community feels best to me. So that's generally where I default at this mm -hmm. point. And how did you go about growing your audience? Because as a business owner, so let's, you know, move a little bit into business owner. Uh, how did you go about, you know, choosing to grow your audience or what platforms did you use the most? Mm -hmm. uh, I think the number one thing is, regardless of what you're starting with, is engagement. So if someone engages with you, engage with them back. And to support that, I've used different uh, follower growth companies that will ping different users um, and invite them to my page. And if they're interested in the work that I'm doing, they'll generally follow. 
Um, and I find that if they're interested in the work that I'm doing, I'm generally interested in the work that they're doing. So a very natural relationship similar to ours evolves. Mm-hmm. Great. And uh, I think you retired from Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what was that all about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I find that um, I'm, I'm led a lot intuitively and it, I just felt like it was time for me to close a chapter of how I was interfacing with the world and begin a new one. Not I often, I'm not sure what that'll look like on the other side, um, but it looked like I'm still Instagramming. Right. So it was just, maybe it wasn't a, it wasn't a retirement. It was just a, a, a break in, or a, a divide in how you were doing things. An old way of being sort of ceased to exist and then a new one was born. Right. Um, I'll share a quick story with you. Uh, as you know, I have two amazing daughters, twins, and uh, they both played ice hockey at one point as, as um, like, I think five to eight years old. But one of them after about a year and a half of playing ice hockey came to me. She was the first to play and she was like really excited about it. And then she came to me and said, um, dad, I think I'm going to retire from ice hockey now. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I thought you had to be professional to retire from something, but I'll take it. That's fine. You know, she was done. And uh, it was great. Like I just, I just love uh, the way kids bring reality to us in a way, you know, it's so um, that's probably the greatest gift from having children that I've seen is just the realness. And then the way they put things uh, really can uh, make you think, and, uh, you know, another example of that would be uh, uh, we had our house broken into, and, you know, we're stressed out. Leslie and I are about, ah, oh, this was taken and that was taken and the house is a mess, da, 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 da. And one of our daughters said, well, you know, here's the, here's the good thing. At least they didn't take us. And it was like, Aww. oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that was a real dose of reality. It's like, and then for Leslie and I, it was like, oh, none of this really matters. <laughs> it's, it was so great. Wow. Anyhow, I have to take us to a break. So here we go. Uh, you are listening to Money, Mindset, and Love on Voice America's Influencers Channel. You can find us at moneymindsetandlove.com, and that will take you right to our Facebook page where we'll invite you to join our private group there. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our very special guest, Shaylee Edwards. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Do you feel uneasy visiting a bank? Do you struggle to sit through a meeting with your financial advisor and leave having not fully understood what they were talking about? Are you blindly trusting that somebody else understands this better than you? Call Thomas the Shooter and the team at Bloom Strategies to create your financial future. Together, you will break down the game of money so that you win. Learn how to take control of your finances and make decisions based on your core values that put you in the driver's seat of your financial life. No more thinking that you don't get it. No more financial statements left unopened. And no more feeling like you are stuck in a world of scarcity. Join the conversation on Facebook at Bloom Strategies or go to bloomstrategies.com today. That's B-L-O-O-M strategies.com. Sustainable success 
is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to Money, Mindset, and Love. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to thomas at thomasdeshooter.com. Now back to Money, Mindset, and Love. Wow. We are back. Uh, we are speaking with Shaley Edwards. And yeah, there is a, a number which I didn't write down, but if somebody wanted to call in, they could call in and talk to us. <laughs> that would be super cool. I think I could probably pull that up for us. Oh, there we go. It's one uh, 472 You know, the, I have to, before we dive back in, the, the folks at Voice America have been so amazing and the engineers are so on top of their job. Every interaction I've had with them has been nothing short of amazing in this experience. And I'm so grateful that uh, this relationship with them started. But anyhow, let's get, let's dive back into the show. So, Habits. Let's really, if we can, let's, I'd love to get out of your sense and from working for so many people, what stops people? What has them keep going? You know, some of the stuff I talked about was small little changes. How do you feel about that? What do you see works? I know there's a lot of questions there, but just, just share with us your wisdom on this because you've created something that I think is brilliant and you're, you're into it every day. Thank you. Um, I think I'll start with the little shift that you talked about earlier with the push-ups. Um, what I found actually is the biggest barrier to change is familiarity. So we tend to have success in areas where we feel comfortable. We feel safe that if we fail or fall with air quotes that we'll still live. And if it's a newer area where we might not be as experienced, we sort of like constrict and and um, inhibit our own movement forward just from, from fear of the unknown. Okay. And how do you, <laughs> and how, how do we start to shift that? How do we start to change our own mindset um, mm -hmm. around that? And I certainly have some ideas that I'll share, but I'd love to get what you, mm -hmm. what you think starts to trigger those mindset changes. Right. So I generally start everybody with a, bar that they could jump over if they were laying down. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's saying it's validating wherever a person is beginning. It's saying, Hey, where you are right now is where you are. Like no sweat, no need to have emotional, um, an emotional reaction to it. No need to explain it. Like this is where you are. The less that you put your attention on the things that aren't the thing, the longer that you'll be there. So I try to break it into, if the objective is to develop a habit of fitness, I try to break it down to the tiniest, tiniest thing ever. So it's like, oh, wow, do you walk up the stairs every day? Okay, great. We're going to count that. 
So for a week or two, we are counting them walking up the stairs. They were already walking up as exercise. So is that like creating wins? The idea of creating wins for them where they feel like, so that's really, so let me take you back just to what you said earlier. So this is about validation, Mm -hmm. right? This is, is that how that, is that the the mindset there is you're validating with them stuff they're already doing that contribute Mm -hmm. to the very thing they want. Right. So as far as I can tell, I mean, I've done some study of quantum physics um, and physics of time, relativity, uh, these different things. And as far as I can tell, what you focus on, you really experience. And so if you're focused on the lack or the not activity, you'll continue to experience that. So just by taking your focus just a little bit out of that rut to where it might go, you allow yourself a position of traction. Right. So, so then uh, you, uh, I noticed, have read uh, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Is, that a, is that a good book? <laughs> it's so funny. Um, with my gentleman friend last night, we were practicing for this. And I quoted Napoleon Hill. And when he was pretending to be you, he said, who is that? <laughs> I was like, it's a, it's a show on mindset, love, and money he's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yeah. I'm very familiar with uh, Think and Grow Rich. So he talks a lot about subconscious. Yeah. Actually, his, his point that I am attracted to the most right now is cosmic habit force. So he talks about basically these, the same thing I'm talking about, you can call it whatever you want, a thread, a a rut, a roadway, these patterns that you just drill into. And you just imagine like every time you walk over, you put another pebble, you, and it becomes very well worn. And if you're not present and a trigger happens, you naturally go to that pattern. And so it's very interesting to start to pay attention to what you're doing when something happens and then use that to sort of break up the pattern that's generating uh, a result you don't like. Okay. That's all. Can you give us, uh, can you give us an example, like something in your life or something that, that you have experience with, with somebody else, obviously not sharing any names or anything, but so that, just so we can get our, our heads around that. Cause I love that. Yeah. Um, so let's say a real life example Perhaps, so we imprint with all of these different pathways by people telling us, hey, this is the way things are, or from us just observing it in others. And so we develop these different pathways. And let's say someone comes along and they tell you something you don't like. Your initial reaction, the way that you respond is whatever is most well-worn. And so if you have a, if someone says, if, if it's a work environment and you feel someone is withholding information, your initial reaction is, I think it's this, I feel like this, uh, and this is what I do. If you pause or interrupt that pattern, you might be able to analyze it in a different way, which would change the conclusion that you make, which would change the action that you take, which changes the result. Okay. Did so I, it, I think so. I think I got it. So the idea is to, to act. So it sounds like you have to kind of be present. Honestly, being present, as far as I can tell, is the key that unlocks everything. So we've got this, that flow of energy through us at any given time. And it's, it's going whatever way there's momentum until something interrupts it. And that could be an outside event or an inside event like awareness. Right. You know, that's, um, 
that's great because I have found in my, uh, you know, obviously I, I've I've had a radio show for a little bit here, and I had a podcast last year. But when I reflected back to episodes that were the most enjoyable or where I think they had the greatest impact, it really came down to how present was I first and foremost. And then how present my guest was. And the more presence that we had together where we were just outside of our heads and having a conversation about whatever, the, the better it was for us. I, I, I don't know what listeners thought, but <laughs> for me, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you can just dial in. And I find that no matter what goal anybody's after or what thing anybody wants, it's that feeling that happens when you're present. It's that open-hearted, I don't have to protect myself. I don't have to prove anything. I don't need to say anything. Like, I am, look at me, like, this is wonderful. Allow me to give to you. And, and that's what's accessible in the present moment. And as far as I can tell, everything anybody ever wanna, wants to achieve is for that feeling. Hmm. So that, um, what brought that up, what bro- came to me was my, my relationship with my wife. Uh, she is one of the only people, I shouldn't say only, but one of the first, perhaps, persons where, and, and um, uh, relationship with somebody that I was falling in love with or loved in, in either of those experiences where we could just be together and nothing was said. Like there was no, you know how you get that feeling? Like somebody has to talk, right? Yeah. That with us was never, was never, we could just be silent and go about life. And that was, that was life enough for me in those moments, right? Yeah. And that's really, I mean, that's a huge concept. It's that being, and it's allowing where you are right now to be enough without this thought that things should be other than they are. And when you can do that, like everything just, it's like the, the light of the world, just, it's like that Venus example you're talking about. It's like just Venus everywhere, just tons of them. <laughs> I love that. The, uh, the should word, like, like life should be any different than it is. Let's talk about that because right. the struggle, and I can see this for myself that the most struggles I've had in my life is when the present reality is what it is. And I have it like, this should be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a big, so when I started this path, I wanted to, I've always been uh, obsessed with suffering, which is a strange thing for a child. I was reading about slavery, the Holocaust, all this stuff as a kid. And I became obsessed with the idea, is suffering necessary? Is pain necessary? And what I found is it's not. And there's a difference between suffering and pain. And suffering is that, what you're talking about. It's the gap between the way things are and the way you think they should be. And and pain is a real thing. And and pain is part of being a human. And I think being on the self-development path, there's a little part of us that thinks, like, if we get it right, we won't experience pain. But, like as long as you're alive, like that's a part of the game. So 
the suffering part is managing that expectation gap and allowing wherever you are right now to be enough. And if you want it to be otherwise, letting it shift. So it, it's not a, a sharp turn right. It's a, it's a merging into the next lane, to the next lane, to the next lane until you get to the one that you want. So it's kind of the getting back to habits. It's those little shifts, right? It's the little shifts that mm-hmm. amount to the big change down the road where you don't recognize yourself from the past. Yeah. Right. Um, I was working with this uh, group of people last week in Utah. Um, you and I had a call while I was there. Uh, one of them who's a, a coach and speaker, uh, ex-military uh, vet, uh, so special forces training, uh, Kyle Taylor. And he shared something with me that uh, – I thought was beautiful because he is about facing the pain. He's very much about, you know, pain is not bad. We've, we've just got to move through the pain. And uh, so his motto is I charge into the darkness because I know how to turn on the light. Oh, wow. That's so good. Isn't that like, Oh, oh man, that's so good. I'm stealing it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm using that whenever I can, right? I'm thinking t-shirts or tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Charge into the darkness because I know how to turn on the light. That's and so good. I, yeah, it was, um, it was brilliant. So I want to get back to subconscious a little bit because th- that was my biggest takeaway from, I mean, there was tons of takeaways from Think and Grow Rich, mm-hmm. but the subconscious work. And uh, I shared with you um, a financial uh, tool that mm-hmm. I have implemented where uh, it's, the idea is to read this uh, thing. I shared it actually last week on the radio show. You read it three that's times so a day. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and I find at night, right before I go to bed, that's like when I really want to read that because then, you know, if you think about um, Napoleon Hill, it's in, the, it's in the nighttime when the subconscious is conjuring up all of its stuff that you're able to start shifting the person you are. Have, mm-hmm. you, have you dug into subconscious at all? Do you have any thoughts around that? Oh, heck yeah. Um, That's sort of how I fell into the whole what is reality conversation. Um, But with the subconscious, what I found to be effective is really relaxing. If you think of a Chinese finger trap and you keep just pulling, 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 and you have those in Canada, right? Yeah. (laughs) Just want to make sure. (laughs) What are those? (laughs) Just want to make sure the example resonates. (laughs) But if if you're struggling, 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 and you can't pull out, it's a cue to relax. And when you relax is when you can do the rewiring. Um, I have an incredible client in Miami and she recommended this book called um, easy to love, difficult to discipline about conscious discipline for children. And I must talk about this book all the time. It's not even for me, it's for parents, but I read it and there's so much overlap in coaching and relating to children and understanding yourself when you want to rewire your subconscious, you have to be in the best place ever. But it's not usually until everything's falling apart that somebody's like, oh my God, like this isn't working. So when things are good is when you wander around and you say, what could be possible for me? What might be different for me? Where am I holding myself back? And in that relaxed position, you can do the work thoughtfully. Hmm. In a crisis, you just really have to hold on to your hat until the, the tape stops playing. Right. So it's uh, in the crisis moment, it's about getting yourself into a state where then you can actually relax enough to, to put some pieces together. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So the habit book helps people kind of pull that process out of their head into something that they can see, which makes it way less scary. So any kind of journaling that you do, anytime that you take something out of your head and put it in front of you, the easier it is to move it around and look at it in, in a fresh perspective. Okay. So if I'm, uh, so I'll interpret this for myself. So really what you're saying is that the more often we can empty our heads of all of the rattling around and noise that's going on and then look at it, it actually makes it easier. Yeah. Think of like you're rumbling around in this drawer and you know kind of what, what you want feels like, but you're like, you're looking, you're looking and like, maybe you'll get it, but it would be so much easier if you dump the drawer out, sort of organize it and then put it back and then you knew where it was. And it's a process and it takes time. This, the owning your mind takes a good chunk of practice, but it's totally worth it. I mean, it's the machine that you drive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, well, and how much of, uh, you know, there was certainly a time in my life where it drove me mm -hmm. and it, it is really a shift to get to the place where you are actually steering the ship consciously, right. Mm -hmm. Versus reacting to everything that like, I kind of look at it like, uh, life. I have, I have two options every day, really, with my life. I can either powerfully choose the things that I want to show up and deal with. And, and sometimes things are going to come out of the you know, left side or right side that you're not expecting. But most of the time, I try to just choose it versus having life just come at me and I'm reacting all the time. Mm -hmm. and, and I've had that in business, right? When you're not uh, – so if I were to take this to a, a bit of a money – conversation and running a business and even dealing with your own personal finances, if you're not present to them and actually being on top of it, you're just reacting to everything that's happening. You're just going to fall way behind. Your business is going to suffer. Your pocketbook's going to suffer. Your bank account's going to suffer. Investments, all of that stuff, unless you are present to it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw a teaser in before the break that there, there's something that that all comes from. Like, We'll cover when we get back. <laughs> Ooh. I love it. Look at that. She's helping me out because yes, it's time to take a quick break from, uh, from the show here. Uh, you are listening to Money Mindset and Love on Voice America's Influencers channel. You can find us at moneymindsetandlove.com and that will take you right to our Facebook page where we're going to invite you to join our private group. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our very special guest, Shaylee Edwards. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you feel uneasy visiting a bank? Do you struggle to sit through a meeting with your financial advisor and leave having not fully understood what they were talking about? Are you blindly trusting that somebody else understands this better than you? Call Thomas the Shooter and the team at Bloom Strategies to create your financial future. Together, you will break down the game of money so that you win. Learn how to take control of your finances and make decisions based on your core values that put you in the driver's seat of your financial life. 
No more thinking that you don't get it. No more financial statements left unopened. And no more feeling like you are stuck in a world of scarcity. Join the conversation on Facebook at Bloom Strategies or go to bloomstrategies.com today. That's B-L-O-O-M strategies.com. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to Money, Mindset, and Love. To reach the program today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to thomas at thomasdeshooter.com. Now back to Money, Mindset, and Love. All right, we are back. We are with our amazing guest, Shaylee Edwards, uh, owner of habitbook.com. Yeah, you can find her at www.habitbook.com. I don't think we need the www's anymore, do we, in this world? I think it's just habitbook.com. You're in there. Uh, You can connect with her. She's also on LinkedIn and on Instagram, Instagram at Shaley underscore Edwards. Is that right? Two underscore. Two underscores. Yeah. There's a there's another Shaley Edwards, one underscore and no underscore. And they don't want to give out their accounts. <laughs> okay. So you're two underscores. I'm down too. <laughs> <laughs> and I love your tag. Surely you can't be serious. I yes, love I am. And I, that was like you when I read that, I was like, that's my uncle when I was a kid. <laughs> All right. We left off on a teaser, which I'm excited about. And uh, I'm going to leave it with you to, to just dive right into it. Okay. So you were talking about being present to money and being present and making uh, decisions for your business. And what I found similar to the familiarity theme I talked about earlier was it's, it's really a function of love and fear. Do you have worth? Do you believe that you'll be safe? Can you trust what's going to happen? And, and it's those anchors that allow you to show up and be like, okay, I can take ownership over this. And so in shifting, because everything needs to just gently nudge, I think of a potter's wheel and you can't just take a lump to this shape. You have to kind of mold it as it goes. And, and that seems to be the same with habits um, and focus and experience. It's this dance of, of, direction and also just momentum. So it's allowing yourself to look for examples where you've been okay before, where you've had success before, where you feel love, where you feel trust, and then just keep transposing that to this area where you feel less familiar, where you feel less unsure or less sure of yourself. Beautiful. So we were, because we were talking about money, let me take that into um, how somebody could have uh more awareness around their money. So, and you know, I've been, I've been working with clients for two decades now in financial services and as an advisor. And one of the things I've noticed is that at various times, people will just stop opening their statements. They'll stop 
really paying attention to kind of what's going on. Like they don't have any control somehow. And so if I'm listening to what you're saying here, it's, it's, if you take what works in other areas of your life, for example, paying attention to another person usually has a good result in a relationship. Paying attention to when you're driving your car usually has a good result on you <laughs> getting to where you want to go. And so with money, it's the, it's the same thing. It, all you really need to do is pay attention and then ask some questions. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the answers will come and it's either with my clients, they can ask me or they can, you know, you can Google anything nowadays, but I find where people run into trouble with money is it's because they're not paying attention. They're not paying attention to their credit card. They're not paying attention to the flow of money in and money out mm-hmm. right? because that's everything. Cash flow is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and tying that back, I, I generally find that that behavior is a result of lack of familiarity with the landscape or the language. And so maybe they weren't exposed to that or they had a situation earlier where they weren't able to execute in a way that was quote unquote right. They might have fear and have constricted. And so their awareness of the landscape is is compromised and their footing is then unsure. And so it just seems better just like, okay, well, at least I'm okay here. Like, I'll just shrink back here. Right. And so I'm going to tie this back into something you said earlier, which uh, I was quite like, wow, you did that. So talk to me about your practicing the radio show. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're somebody, I've, I have learned that you're somebody that really, like, when you're going to do something, you need to familiarize yourself with it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the same thing. I mean... I'm not really sure what the what the landscape would be here, and it, it's great to prepare. I get. I guess it's just. I, I knew that I wanted to show up and be present, and the more fears I could have, sit down like their little dogs that are like lining the arena, and if I could go around and pet all of them and say like, if that happens, you're going to be okay. If that happens, you're going to be okay. Like this is blah blah blah, and like they can all relax, then I can be here with you and answer as authentically as possible. So practicing was a way for me to help address some of that. Wow. And so do you, do you, this is a regular practice for you then to, to any situations where you're not sure to, to set yourself up with some kind of understanding that you can at least walk into it knowing you've, you've settled some scores in your own head, so to speak. Yeah. And and so this is how I take it with clients too. So imagine a very long conveyor belt. If the thing they want I put the thing that they want at the end of the conveyor belt and it's just there. And now they're just musing. They're becoming comfortable with um, different words to talk about it. They're looking at how other people do it. They're asking new questions like, well, what do I want? What would it be like? And starting to play in the landscape. And then as they get comfortable inside their head about it, then they can start to make moves outside about it. And there you just want to take tiny, tiny little pieces. Right. Um, So I'm going to share a, very quickly, if I can pull it up here, a text that you uh, that you sent me, and we can talk a little bit about that because this um, this has a lot to do with where you know how you do your business. So you had asked me uh, last week to pick a word for the next three weeks and a word for the next six months, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and there wasn't a lot of explanation on the text, I have to tell you, other than to do this. <laughs> yeah. and, some, and, and what I've learned in life is uh, when you're 
when you have a coach, take the coaching, right? Don't ask questions, just take the coaching. So I did, but I'd like you, if you can, share with me and the audience out there why I'm, I am, why you wanted me to choose a word for the short term and one for a longer term. Mm -hmm. So what I found to be helpful is almost titling chapters of life or development. And so when a challenge is presented in front of you, you're attacking the puzzle with this goal in mind. So let's say that your word was patience. Then when something presents itself in your world, maybe through your family member or for your work, you can say, ah, I know right now that this is what I'm working on. I'm so thankful for the opportunity to develop this skill. I'm going to work through it with this objective in mind rather than, oh my God, like, why is this happening? Mm. So I found them to be North Star-ish and and having you do it with very little instruction is also intentional in that I find that most people know exactly where they are, exactly what they need to do, exactly like what their chapter is, but they just need to be reminded that they have that power. Oh, an aha. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Thank you. So what you're saying, if I were to paraphrase all of this. I do need a translator. <laughs> I am sometimes good at paraphrasing is that everything we want for ourselves and for our lives is already in us and we actually know it. Yeah. What I was saying about the present earlier, everything anybody wants, it's right here. And it's the habit book, self-development, all of these things are tools to help you align with that voice that's like, I know what's right for me. I'm right here. I'm safe. I'm, you know, I can do this. I can contribute. I can give. That's, that's what, in my personal opinion, a, a life well lived would look like. Hmm. That's beautiful. I'll, uh, I'll share my words since I brought it up. So my three week word was relentless mm -hmm. and my six month word was sparkling. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said that we know because there are some th short-term things in my life. I shared one of them with you last night that were not unfolding how I wanted. Um, and so my intuitive feeling was I need to, the next three weeks, I really need to be relentless about things. I really need to get, you know, some stuff driven home, period. No excuses. And over top of that, though, I want to do it in a way where I sparkle. Because who doesn't want to sparkle? I don't know. <laughs> it's such a great word. It really is. All right. So let's talk a little bit about um, the process. Somebody wants to work with Shaylee Edwards. They reach out to Shaylee double underscore Edwards on Instagram. <laughs> what, what transpires? What, what moves forward? So from there, we have a discovery call. I get to know them. They get to know me. I become better educated on who they are, where they are, and what they want. And if it's something that I think I can add value to, then we move to an onboarding call. And then they give me like the, the full version of what their life is like, um, what their daily habits consist of, what they think is possible for them. And then we impose um, a structure over it which really, similar to what I was saying earlier, just sort of tunes into where they are now. They don't necessarily have to do anything different to start other than habit book and just become 
more comfortable being present. Hmm. And then is it uh, weekly sessions, monthly? Like, does it, does it really get driven by where they're at and you kind of work together on that? Or do you have a, you know, this is the way it happens? I, what I found to be most successful to affect real change is to connect with everyone weekly. So within the habit book structure, it's a Google document, like I mentioned, we interact in that very frequently, almost daily. And then the calls are weekly for 30 minutes. Right. And uh, I'm going to encourage people out there to, um, so listeners, check out Shaley's Instagram uh, page because uh, I've seen, so your workouts, you know, I think I shared with you one day, like, I'm just like, you scare me. <laughs> and So did you say off the top that you used to be a, a coach on, on fitness? Yeah, I did personal training for a few years. Ah, okay, okay. So that's why you're you're so dialed in because I've seen. Well, I think I've seen you lift the big tires. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I do awesome. like to do impressive feats of strength. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you really want to dial in and get to know Shaley, and and you know, you're somebody that I'll say, um, you know, you walk your talk. And I think that that is so important, um, especially in the world of coaching, giving any kind of advice that, um, that somebody needs to actually uh, live it themselves. I'm going to share with so something real quick too. Um, so this was from, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember his name right now, but anyhow, it was at a seminar on, uh, on Saturday and he mentioned finishing is happiness, right? When we finish something, we always feel great but quitting is the secret of winning. Hmm. And so his explanation was, is that sometimes there's things in our lives that we just need to quit so that we can make room for the stuff that really matters. And then we can win at those things. Right. Mm -hmm. So in order to get to winning, we sometimes need to quit things. Yeah. That's really powerful too. So that's two today, two powerful ones. <laughs> <laughs> See, and what did I do? I flew to Utah and I hung out with some people that are in the realm of coaching and life experience and I listened and I was present and I was able to write down some gems. I charge into the darkness because I know how to turn on the light and finishing is happiness, but quitting is the secret of winning. Any final thoughts? We're down to our last minute here of the show, Shaley. Anything you'd like to... I think the most useful, actionable thing I can give anybody is just accept where you are. Wherever you are right now reduces much resistance, and that would be akin to the quitting thing. Like, let, let the response to where you are go so you can work with it, and that's it. Thank Beautiful. you so much for this opportunity. It was really great to talk with you and, and be present on the show, so thank you. And thank you for uh, jumping on board and answering my Instagram text to you to uh, discuss the possibility of coming on the show. You've been listening to Money, Mindset, and Love on Voice America's Influencers Channel. We're here every Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we replay again at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on their network. Um, have a fantastic week, and uh, may your life be prosperous and full of great habits. <laughs>
Thank you for being with us today on Money, Mindset, and Love. Please join host Thomas DeShooter for another amazing show next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And have yourself a great week.